0: And welcome to the studio for the weekly edition of Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. Thank you for joining me, everyone, for another fabulous week full of really fantastic small business education, advocacy, and a bit of peppering of events as well. Today, we're going to be talking all about video production. Now, it's something that's close to my heart, and I think we've all come around to the notion that video production is really important to our marketing. So, I thought what we would do is bring on an absolute expert, someone with a huge amount of experience in the industry, not just from the perspective of running a video production company, but imparting his knowledge on others. Jeff Anderson is now on to his second book, Watch Me Now, which I was fortunate enough to attend the book launch at recently. and he's basically a best-selling author through which he imparts all that knowledge that he's accumulated over the years about production techniques, uh, simple things like how to hold a camera properly. But more importantly, once you've produced that video, how do you get it out there? How do you really use it as a fantastic piece of marketing material? And he uses great test cases and examples in his book to explain to small business how to do that really effectively. So if... If business is is aware of video and it's so important and it gets pushed up the Google stats and, and, uh, and it's given importance in the social media platforms, why are we not all doing this every five minutes? If social media gods prioritise video content and uh, we, we're not making the most of it on our mini personal computers and running around offering our thoughts and expertise daily, why is that? Are we nervous about putting our faces on camera? Do we think that we don't have the knowledge in which to impart to our listeners? Do we think nobody's listening? Why is it happening? Maybe it's because we're not sure how to do it and then how to get the message out there, which is essentially what we need to do with our marketing experience. For starters, we don't wear the hat of video marketing experts. Jeff Anderson is such a person. He's launched a second book called Watch Me Now, Leveraging Videos to Maximize Your Return on Investment. And he clearly points out the video is worthless if no one's seeing it. So he's here to teach us today about not only producing great video content, but how to engage with an expert to take it to the next level and how to make sure that it's seen. Welcome back to the show, Jeff.
1: Thank you very much, Alexi, for having me. It's wonderful to be back here. Thank you.
0: It is great. It's great to see you back on Community Radio, Triple H, 100.1 FM. First of all, congratulations on a very successful launch last night. Packed room, fantastic networking, and um, really good examples of how you've successfully used video marketing to assist your clients, which was uh, good to hear.
1: Thank you. Thanks very much for coming along. It was wonderful to have you there. It was, it was a really lovely night, and it was, um, yeah, I, I'm still sort of buzzing a bit from it all and trying to catch up this morning, but yeah, it was great. It, and I, I think the the message I wanted to get out to people was that, as you were saying, video is so powerful. It's so important, and more and more people I think have woken up to that. But what I've seen uh, over the over the last few years is they have good videos, but they're not necessarily getting them in front of the right audience in the right time, in the right way. And they're really missing a whole lot of opportunities. And I thought, oh, this is crazy. You know, we've got a fantastic video there sitting on a website or sitting on a YouTube channel, but nobody knows it's there. Nobody's engaging with it. Nobody's seen it. So I thought what I needed to help people do was to get them to watch those videos more. And so that's what this new books is all about.
0: Has technology made video production more accessible to everyone, literally, because everyone's got a pretty powerful video camera in their pocket.
1: Oh, look, there's there's no barriers to entry anymore. You know, when when I first started my business twenty something odd, twenty six something odd years ago, uh, a cheap non-linear computer-based editing system was a hundred thousand dollars. Ouch! Um, and you know, the camera that you used actually was in two parts. It had a big sort of like big case thing that had a recording deck in it that you'd have to have either somebody would have to carry it behind you or it'd be connected with an umbilical cord to the camera, which is, you know, like this ten kilo thing you're holding over your shoulder. The quality of which was nothing compared to what we get now out of the phone. So, you know, you can shoot, you can edit, you can upload from your phone within seconds, and it's just phenomenal. What's what's available to people, there really is no barriers to entry. I think your your point that, you know, why aren't people doing it more often? I, I get that. I think there's a lot of um, you know where do I start? Oh, I'm going to look silly. The beauty of video, of course, so is you know if you do a terrible take, you don't you don't post that one. You you have another crack at it, mm. and you start. Once you start doing it, you'll get better at it. Um, people will tolerate. You know um, the the casual video content I call it these days I talk about video in three three styles so you've got casual which is you know the stuff you shoot on your phone mm-hmm. um, and it's out there all the time now everyone's seen it and they accept it you know if you've got something to say and you shoot it on your phone that's fine we'll, we'll watch it we'll, we understand it's shot on the phone it's okay then you've got the community grade content which is stuff which is the sort of a little bit more production quality that you're sending out to people that are already part of your community so mm-hmm. these are clients these are suppliers these are staff these are family and friends they already know you you're not necessarily needing convert them into a, a customer, but you do want to engage with them. So you need to make sure you've got the framing right, the camera steady, the lighting's okay, and the audio's fine. So those things are important. And then you have the commercial grade quality, which is that level above, which is the high end stuff where you really want to impress people. You want to attract more clients and you need, you know, some proper thought going into that. So there's a place for all of those types of videos. I work with clients on their commercial and their community grade content, but I also encourage them to make their own content as well with their phones because they can. There's no reason not to.
0: And it's interesting comes back to what you were saying about there not being a barrier so we we've dropped the technology barrier we're kind of getting more used to as a society the idea of having our face on a camera it's no longer the 15 seconds of fame thing that we all talked about in the 80s and I guess now the, the, the the last barrier which is understanding what the conversation is that's slowly coming down as well as we get used to more and more content and seeing more content on our social media platforms and also just Communicating, people are sending video messages to one another as if to say, you know, well, there's obviously the the FaceTime thing, but they're also sending video messages to send a message, like a little voicemail. It's like a video mail.
1: I did that this morning to uh, my wonderful MC from my book launched last night, Edward Zia, um, just to thank him very much for doing a great job. And I thought, I'll text him. I thought, no, I'll send him a video because yes. that's what he does. And, it is. And uh, I thought, no, that's the best way to uh, to message him. And, and he can see that, you know, the, the personal gratitude that I had.
0: And that's the thing, that that real, um, I guess, the face-to-face notion. You're you're not ringing them and talking to them and you're not meeting with them face-to-face, but it's one step removed, but you've still got that emotion and you're picking up on a lot more um, triggers and and, and uh, factors of conversation when you've got a video, don't you, as opposed to just your voice.
1: Absolutely. And I, I talk to clients about some of the videos that they should make. And one of the ones I talk about is what I call a rapport building video. And that's where people are actually able to connect with you, even online, digitally, without ever having met you, but they get to see what gets you out of bed every day, why you love doing what you're doing. You tell a little bit of a story about you know, what you're passionate about with your work and the value you can bring. Um, and then... I've I've heard it with clients that I've done this before where they, they get a phone call from somebody say, Great, I want to work with you, can you know, when can we start? And they say, Oh, well, you know, do you wanna come and meet or something? And they go, No, no, I've seen your video, I trust you, I'm ready to go. Which, wow. Which is exactly trust what you building. want. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And maybe it's that whole, you know, I can see their face and I can see um, the person behind that and that's why I've built some trust in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You get you get a better sense of the person, and you know just just the way they speak, the way they interact. You go, yeah, I like that person. I, you know, I feel comfortable, and I believe that you know I could work well with them.
0: So let's take it back a couple of notches and look at the practical effects. Um, I just had a very classic example of how not to do things. Um, I guess preparation is the key. I uh, I'll, I'll put myself out there and say I know what I'll do. I'll do live streaming and I'll do some video content today for the show. Now I said that to myself. 55 minutes ago before coming on air, probably not the best planning technique. I brought along a stand. I literally, I'm going to put myself out there. I put a rubber band around my phone and I tried to get it to stand. Funnily enough, it didn't work. (laughs) So it does take some preparation, even if you're just using the phone, uh, maybe looking at the background, um, maybe looking at where you're standing, a little bit about what you're wearing and, and your facial expressions. What are some top tips with people who are starting out doing it for the first time and holding that camera out in front of their face?
1: Well, can I just take you back a sec there? Because what you did there was a classic example of how you become an expert, okay? You make a mistake and you think, you know what, I really actually need a phone holder on there next time. And next time, I bet you're going to have a phone holder. Because I certainly am. <laughs> you've learnt, you know, and, and mistakes are the best teacher. Mm. So that's okay, you know, have a go you know, and people will make videos and they'll realize that the audio sucks and they can't use their video. They've gone back into the edit suite afterwards and they realize, oh, I can't hear it. I actually had a client. Well, not they weren't a client. I've been poaching them to be a client. And they sent me a video. I said, oh, look, we shot this ourselves. Um, all you can hear are the cicadas because... <laughs> We've shot them on a couch about 10 feet away from the microphone and where the camera's outside where all you can hear are these cicadas. Can you fix this? I went, no, no, I can't fix it. We need a
0: cicada plug in.
1: Because <laughs> it was already damaged. So, you know, you can't, you can't salvage that sort of stuff. Um, but, you know, that's where people learn. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and I've made plenty of great mistakes which are now, you know, unconscious competencies where I think, you know, I make sure I do this. It's just got to happen. You've got to mm-hmm. have the microphone right. You've got to have the lights and mm-hmm. all these sort of things set up, In you know, as you go so yeah some of the fundamentals um, sound is a really big issue having said that um, you know with a lot of 85 percent or so of, of online videos are watched mute and there's a really important role of captions now with videos and you can get those done very cheaply from rev.com, com they do it for a dollar a minute which as far as I'm concerned is the best money you can spend.
0: I would put it out there as well as um, as apps because they're not 100% accurate. Um, there are some really great uh, transcription services. If you're doing a more complex video, um, say... I don't know, for pharmaceutical or medical where you need to get things correct and accurate. Uh, Have a look at some of the transcription services that are actual people that that are are Sydney based in particular. There's some great ones in it that are Australian based as well. So there are apps out there, but they're not going to hit that 100% success rate that sometimes you need.
1: No, no. Um, And Rev does, they have two options. They have a a 10 cent a a minute uh, automated thing with just a a robot Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, that gets quite amusing what they come up with. And then you've got the um, the real person one that does it for a, mi- a dollar a minute. And they get it close. They get it pretty good. You know, mm. they, they don't promise 100%. They say, look, it's about um, uh, 90, 99%. But you, you need to check it, and yeah. that's fine. But, you know, the amount of time it takes to check it is, is nothing compared to the um, the amount of uh, time it saves in doing it.
0: So it's one way to get around that sound issue because if you're in a it busy is, place.
1: It is. It um, is. It's not uh, something you should rely on, though. So, obviously, best, first, first point of call is make sure you, you're, you've got a decent sound system. And the way to do that is uh, if you're shooting on your phone, make sure there's not a lot of background noise going on, like cicadas or traffic or, or children screaming <laughs> or whatever. Yes, all, all <laughs> of those things, which we sort of can often filter out ourselves, but it's only when you play it back that you realise, oh, no, that's, that's stuck there and we can't do anything about it. So you've got to pause, listen, and just see what else is going on around you. Um framing, try and get the head at the top of the frame. A lot of people have the habit of putting the face in the middle of the frame and there's like the top half of the frame is empty. Mm. So think about getting the head at the top of the frame. I... I'm not a fan of portrait videos. Oh,
0: anybody who's a a professional videographer will tell you, turn your phone on its (laughs) side. Don't do it, portrait.
1: It's not hard to turn it 90 degrees. um, And it's just going to give you so many more options down the track in terms of what you do with your video when you repurpose it. When you're putting it on YouTube, showing it on a live screen at a venue, whatever you're doing with it, you're going to not have these big empty spaces on either side of the video if you've shot it in landscape to start with and uh, for a lot of people it's just they don't stop to think about it and they just shoot it in portrait because that's the way they're holding their phone so i do encourage you to to shoot it in landscape if you're doing it on instagram i know they do preference um uh portrait video but uh, yeah i think you can get away with landscape as well as it's a better option
0: it's easy Easy fix.
1: It is. It is. is. So
0: sound, holding, thinking about the the background noise, that's really important, as well as the sound quality, holding the phone in a uh, landscape fashion, that's easy. Yep. Um, What about uh, colour and background imagery? Do you think that's important?
1: Yeah, look, the, the more vibrant your, your image is, the, the more interesting it's going to be. And and put a little bit of thought into what is behind the subject. So if, if we're just talking about Talking Heads sort of videos here, which are probably the easiest ones to shoot, um, look at the background and think, okay, how does that add to the story? Try to avoid putting people up against a wall. Sometimes I see people flat up against the wall. They look like they're in a police lineup. <laughs> it's It's not the most attractive thing. You know, if you don't have an option and you've got a wall, maybe, you know, put the wall at an angle so you've got a bit of perspective or something hmm. and it looks a little bit more interesting. That's a good idea. Um, and try to yeah, try to give a bit of space, a bit of depth in the background. Ideally, if you've got, you know, layers of depth in the background, it's, it's a much more interesting image. Um, so it's to
0: okay with. to have um, a moving images in the background, as in people walking past you? Is it okay to give it that life?
1: Sure, sure, absolutely. I mean, we do a lot of private school videos and, you know, just having that movement of kids, you know, moving around the school, it just gives it like a sense of, yep, this is a happening place, it's, it's alive and things are going on. So, you know, have it in context. Obviously, you don't want someone, <laughs> what often happens is you'll see somebody stop because they realise they're filming and they'll just freeze and look at the camera and You thought, you know, if you just kept walking, <laughs> no one would have noticed you, but because you stopped and just froze like a deer in the headlights, it's, we've got to stop and start again start now. Again. Yeah. So, yeah, the best thing you can do is just keep moving and walking.
0: So, the background is very important, obviously, giving a bit of perspective. That's a good idea. I like the idea of having some depth because I guess it gives that, um, that personality to it as well and makes you a bit more human as opposed to Max Headroom, who's just standing behind a, <laughs> yeah. a blank wall behind you.
1: So, uh, little trick of that sometimes is if you're about to shoot maybe just look behind you and say actually what does this look you know directly behind me and it might open up a whole new world of possibilities for you so yeah and also sometimes like if there is a bit of background noise you might be filming um uh, conference highlights or something and getting some vox pops from people there and there's a lot of you know background noise of people talking if you can see those people in the background talking you've then got context of what that noise is and it's a little bit easier to watch because you understand, oh, OK, there's a whole lot of people having tea and coffee behind them. And so there is that noise going on, but I can see. But if you're just filming them and you can't see the background noise, it's kind of like, oh, this is really irritating. So oh, I see what you mean if you've, if you've got
0: them with a wall and then behind that is, is the noise. Unless you, I guess, set it up with a bit of a, we're here at the expo, we're here at the conference, yeah. and we're in amongst the Well, people. if you
1: can see it, you don't need to say that because you can see it already. So it just Good it just point. helps give context to what's going on.
0: We're going to take a quick break here on Triple H 100.1 FM. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk to Jeff about context and content. And why it's really important to think about the future life of your video apart from what you're filming right then and there. You're listening to Triple H and across the community radio network around Australia. We'll be back after this. So, just before the break, we were talking about creating great video content, and you mentioned that um, there are some really great top strategies to ensure that you're getting the most out of spending that time creating that video. You think about background, you think about the technical aspects, you think about sound, because that's really important. Now, you've got this piece of content, of course a little bit before that you need to plan out what you're going to do with it. So, how can we think about content and video in terms of repurposing and using that content time and time again or or just thinking in advance what am I going to do with it once I've produced it and published it?
1: Well, actually a step before that is why am I making this video? Mm. You know, what is the purpose of the video? And there's, you know, thousands of different reasons why you make one a video, but it's it's really important that you have some clarity around that because That's going to drive everything that happens with that video, where you post it, who you engage with it, and what you measure as a result of it. So having clarity, you know, do I want people to visit a website? Do I want them to to pick up the phone and call me? Do I want them just to be connected with me? Do I want them to download something? Do I want them to buy a ticket to something? Do I want them to um, donate money? the more clarity you have around that, it's going to drive the messaging, the structure of your video. And it also means that you can track it and say, okay, is this actually working? Am I getting people visiting the website? Am I I getting things downloaded? Or, you know, are they donating money? So it's really important to keep asking yourself... You know, what am I trying to achieve from this video and what's the sort of information and, and emotional connection I need to create to, to achieve that? So starting with that is really important and then measuring that is really important as well to, to check that it's actually working for you along the way.
0: What if you haven't decided yet? What if you just want to start practicing and putting it out there and just kind of do it organically? Is it is it again okay to just... Or does that seem a bit haphazard and a bit disorganised?
1: Look, that's that's perfectly fine. That's a start. So that's about building brand awareness and, and connecting within co- community. So that's that's what you're doing in that case. That actually is your purpose. It's, your purpose is just to uh, build an audience, provide useful information. If anybody's worried, and this is something that took me a while to work out about, oh, you know, I don't want to go and bother people's time by, you know, selling myself, don't. What you do is you think, okay, I'm in business. That means... I have some value that people are prepared to pay money for. Therefore, you have some insights that are gonna be useful and valuable to people. So share those insights, be helpful, provide useful tips for people. Um, I talk about a five mistakes video. What are five mistakes people make when working with your type of industry or service? Because that's really helpful. I put, instead of putting a promotional video on the front page of my website, I've got a five mistakes video on the front page of my website. Because what that does is it actually educates my audience that says, you know, you wanna make videos, these are some of the things that can go wrong. And by working with us, we'll make sure they go right. And it sort of makes them appreciate the value you're providing along the way. So there's lots of content that people are able to create just by thinking, how can I help my customers? What are some of the things that have come up all the time? What are the ways in which, um, you know, I can make their life easier? And as you hit sort of hurdles with customers, I think, oh, I wish they you know hadn't done that. They're always doing this. They're always getting this part wrong. Oh, let me, let me educate them. Let me help them provide that sort of content. So that, that's a way to build trust and and credibility. With your customers as well,
0: and a great way to position yourself as the expert in your field.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mm. absolutely. So, yeah, that's and so that's where I it took a long time for me to start writing blogs. But when I got over that and thought, well, rather than me trying to sell myself, let me actually provide you know some helpful tips.
0: And a lot of people, I think that that whole notion of I have to hold on to my expertise and other people have to pay me for it, that's gone. Because I think there's so many people sharing their expertise and what they do um, and imparting knowledge and positioning themselves as an expert. If you're not doing that, you're almost seen to be a bit, I don't know, I guess, selfish with with what you do.
1: Well, yeah, but uh, scarcity mindset rather than abundant mindset. And the reality is there is no value in information anymore at all. There is, you know, information is everywhere. It's the value is in the implementation. So if you can position yourself as somebody with um, credibility and experience that can deliver that value, that's where you're going to, you know, get traction.
0: And I think that delivery message is very important as well. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking to Jeff Anderson from Sonic Site, and we're talking all about delivering video content, thinking about uh, in advance preparing for the actual video itself and the practicalities of that, but the why. Why is it that you're producing this piece of content? What do you want to do with it? I think that's one of the reasons... Jeff when I I've always held back from doing it is well exactly where do I want this to go do, is there a click through is there traction is there ROIs is there people moving to my website And I, I became quite overwhelmed with that but you can just start with have a chat
1: <laughs> absolutely you know yeah. there, there's plenty of useful uh, content out there that you can create um, maybe you know take five minutes and, and jot, do a mind map or whatever and think about all these little topics that you could tell people about and you know that you could cover in a 30, 60 second video. Mm,
0: Mistakes I've made, mistakes I've seen my clients make. I like that idea that you had, you know, things that I can fix and offering a solution to the problem, which is essentially what running a business is.
1: Yeah, and then you've got the the pitch video, which is, um, it's about uh, a problem that you're solving for your client. So you're selling your services, but you need to frame it in a way that it's all about the customer. So you talk about the problems the customer has and then how you can help them and and then mention a bit of your experience or credibility that, that would give them trust that they could should work with you.
0: It sounds to me when you're talking about that pitch video that does require a little bit more thought, maybe some scripting, maybe some planning out on where you're going to be because that – is that kind of the important one, the one that really needs a little bit of planning?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's – getting more into that sales end of the conversation that you're having with customers so yeah you do need to put a bit more thought of that and run it by people and just say look you know how does this sound is this is this resonating is this you know hitting the right buttons does this make sense to you um but yeah it's it's really tempting and i said all the time with my clients where they want to talk about themselves this is what we do this is how we do it and it's as exciting and seen as a customer seeing your logo. They don't care about mm. your logo. And I, that's another thing is don't have a 10-second animated logo at the start because nobody cares. They've, they've clicked away after three seconds.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, who's got a 10-second attention span these days? Oh,
1: that's right. So <laughs> um, if you want to put some branding in, put it as a lower bar super or put it at the end of, you know, at the closing. Sorry, thing. sorry.
0: English, lower
1: bar super. Uh, so a superimposed frame where you put your name on the screen. You see the names pop up when people are talking. You can mm-hmm. have some graphic elements to that as well. Mm-hmm. So, Or you could put a watermark which just stays on the screen. But... Starting the video with a a long winded logo is just a, a death knell to your success of your video. Bit old school. Yeah, and I had a client the other day insisting on it, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did they want to have the logo bouncing around the screen as well? Like uh, a they just ball?
1: they just didn't get it, and they, they wanted to have the big title, and they wanted to you know explain everything about what this video was for like ten seconds before it opens. I said. But when you post this video, you're going to post it on YouTube or you're going to post it on Facebook or you're going to send it out in an email. You're going to have a whole lot of text wrapping around that. So it's going to have a whole lot of information already available for people to see what this video is about. You don't need to waste their time at the beginning of the video explaining what it is because they already know. They've clicked on it or the the YouTube name tells it, the comments, the description explains it, the Facebook post, the LinkedIn post has some little bit of text which explains what this video is about. So just get into it. Just don't waste time, just get into it as quickly as you can.
0: Well, that, that segues nicely to my next question, which is what is the perfect length video in your experience?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh,
0: how long's a piece of string question? Well, it's
1: how long is it going to keep people engaged? So, I um, mean, you know, we go and watch an hour long movie, you know, a t- couple of hours long we movie do. And, this is and true. We, and we love it. And we, we sit there in a, in a confined space and, and are totally immersed in it. Um, I know Facebook are trying to make longer videos, so longer been like three minutes or five minutes because they want to start putting ads in the middle of them. Oh. Um, YouTube are already doing this. What tends to happen is, and, and that's the challenge that Facebook has, is that people are just f- scrolling through it. So to, for somebody to actually stop and watch a video, it takes a bit of effort for people to actually pause. They're, they're flicking. Um so that's why, you know, typically Facebook videos are under under a minute. Um, then on YouTube, they're longer form ones because what tends to happen is when people go on YouTube, they're actually specifically searching for something. They've Googled it. They want to find uh, how to do something or the latest trailer, whatever it is. Um, so in regards to what you can do if you do have a longer message think of it like movie trailers think okay well i'll do a 30 or a 60 45 second um summary of what's in this longer form video so if people want to watch the five or ten minute video here's a quick snapshot um if you're interested in this and you want to see a longer version uh click here Watch, ah, watch the rest idea. of it. So rather than trying to expect people to watch a long thing when you, they're not in the right headspace to do it, maybe just put a short version, a quick intro to it on, on Facebook and then push them over there later.
0: Can I can I give a tip just from as a content producer point of view is um, the best time to do your intros or your here's what if you want to find out more is right after you've done the video itself while it's fresh in your mind. So I, I like to walk out of the studio and I'll walk into the post-production room and go, today we talked about uh, you know, video production and how to use it for your business with Jeff Anderson. It was a really great show. He imparted his knowledge. Because it was fresh in my mind, yeah. I was able to just go, blah and then it's done. Yes. I suppose if you came back to that after a couple of weeks and went, okay, I've done the big one. I've, I've done it and it's edited and it's beautiful. And now I'm going to do the short version. It's like, oh. I can't remember what it was that we talked about. Yeah. Is that a good idea?
1: Oh, uh, look, that that's in so many aspects of life. You know, if I've got to write a proposal after meeting a client, the best time to do it is that day when mm. it's all fresh and I'm, I'm in the zone with it all. I try to explain this to my son with his schooling, you know. You, revision. Revision. Do it that day and it's going to stick. Yeah. Come back to it, you know, a week or two weeks later, you've got to learn the whole thing again from scratch. So,
0: Science has proven this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so it's, um, I don't think I'll ever get through <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, um, science has proven it, but but dad. Science, no.
1: science has proven parents aren't listening to it. Yeah,
0: that's very true. So we've got this great piece of content and we're thinking about different ways of using it, which is always helpful. What we might do is um, and take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about thinking of that long form and thinking of that, you know, okay, I've got the funds. I want to think about doing a whiz-bang production that is really going to draw people into the conversation and repurpose it and use it in lots of different ways. Um, It would be helpful, I think, for listeners who have never engaged with a video production company to know... What sort of things do I need to bring to the table? Or do I just walk in and go, I want a video? <laughs> <laughs> which is never helpful for anyone you're briefing.
1: Or how much for a video?
0: Oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> well, that's great. We're going to take a quick break here. We're here with Jeff Anderson from Sonic Sight, who has just written a fantastic book, which is available now. Jeff, just quickly tell us where the book's available.
1: Uh, the you button. can find it on Amazon. So mm-hmm. if you search for uh, Watch Me Now, Jeff Anderson, you'll find it in whatever country you're in. Um, you can also find it on Booktopia, Angus and Robinson, or you can go to jeffanderson.com. Um, just click on the books tab and I'll send you a personalised signed copy. Oh, very special.
0: Uh, look, thanks for, well, we'll come back after the break and we're going to talk more about the professional side of video production. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM Small Business Matters with Alexi Boyd. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Triple H 100.1 FM. You are live in the studio and across the community radio network. My name is Alexi Boyd and today we've got another great podcast live podcast broadcast on Small Biz Matters where we're educating listeners all about video production. Now, 10 years ago or even five years ago, video production was pretty much out of everybody's hands and at the beginning of the program, we were talking about how you can utilise this skill and create your own short... um, Messages uh, imparting expertise, you know, showing you, showcasing your wares where you might be at a conference, or if you're speaking, or just capturing the moment, and those are great for short little stints um, where you might have information that you want to get across. If, however, you're looking at producing something. Uh, high end and that you really want to, it's your sales pitch, it's your sales video and, and it's um, it's it's really showcasing your company and what it is that you do, you probably want to consider going down the professional route. Now, Jeff, you've obviously got decades of experience uh, talking to and- Just looking and, at me, you
1: can tell that Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what the beauty of radio is. <laughs> and what's great about um, bringing all this, this knowledge into your book is that a lot of people just go- how much is a video? And it's kind of like saying to a financial planner, "Where will I be in fifty years' time with my money?" It's, it's, it's kind of how long's a piece of string? Question. Yeah. What do we really need to bring with us to that to make that that time you know useful for both the person who's quoting and, and for you, the business owner?
1: Look, that's that came up a lot of times for me, Alexi, and over times I thought, okay, I need to once again help my clients work through this process. So I wrote a blog about don't waste your time with a video quote, and the point of that was to explain to them. If you just ask someone for a quote without giving them a proper brief, it's just wasting your time. You're not going to be ke- comparing apples with apples. You know, you get three quotes. One person's quoted you, you know, a really cheap money. Other one's really expensive. You've got no idea what the difference in value is or what you're going to get as a result. It's a good point. And you're going to possibly be quite disappointed when it's, going, oh, but I thought it was going to be like this. I've actually had some clients after we finish shooting say, oh, great. And I want it to look like this. I'm going... <laughs> really? Well yeah we can do that We're just going to have to film, start filming again though Because that's not what we shot yeah. You really needed to tell us that beforehand So I've put a um, yeah a, a, an outline together For people to think about the sort of things That are going to really um, make it easy for, To give a quote which is going to match Their expectations And sometimes they have to stop and think about things And so I, I talk about you know you know, what? what's the video for? What's the purpose? What are you actually trying the to achieve? why? Yep. Who's the target audience? So the more specific you can be about who is the people, the ideal person that you want to be watching this, yes. that that really is important to structuring the message the right way. Are we
0: talking age? Are we talking sectors? Are we talking this is my ideal client and there's the picture of them in the cartoon that I've got in my mind?
1: Absolutely. Yes. The, the more specific you can be, the more impact, you know, in an age of automation, if you can be, like I I had a a client, um, one of the schools, and they did a welcome video for their families that, they wanted them to enrol. They'd already expressed interest and they knew if they could get them to this welcome day, they got a much higher chance of converting them into confirmed enrolments. And so they said, we want to send a video out to these families. And I said, okay, well, why don't we actually take it a step more and and actually personalise each of these videos? Let's name each of the girls that are coming to the school. So the first two lines of the video is, hi, Abigail, we're really looking forward to seeing you at the welcome day. And the video title is Abigail Welcome Video. And so they got... 135 separate videos made. So it was an extra days of production for us. Um, it was an extra hour of filming because we had the girls sitting there saying each of the girls' name. We ticked them all off. So in an age of automation, when you get something personalised like that, it just cuts through. The client said, look, we think we got 12 more enrolments through that process, which equates to $1.3 million over the life of the... It's
0: some serious return on investment on that video.
1: Yeah. And so because they
0: knew what the end result needed to be before they started shooting it.
1: Oh, absolutely and 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 but that's this is when we're talking about the audience, how specific mm-hmm. you can be and how and the more accurate you are with the audience, the more cut through you're going to have with your message and and the better engagement you're going to have so and so then it comes down to you what's the action that you want them to have, the duration of the video you know understanding where it's going to be used and how it's going to be used affects that so be you know when we twenty thirty years ago when we started making videos, so we' you know VHS tapes that ran you know corporate video ran for 15 minutes you have to put someone in a boardroom and they'd be bored watching this video go on and on but they couldn't escape so that was, <laughs> that was good they couldn't click away to something else um, knowing how long you've got the time frame for the production that's going to affect your your deliverables your costing and everything and a really important thing to um, that can really help in terms of getting making sure the production matches your expectations if there's an example of a similar video and you say this is the style i want i want it to look like this that really helps because as a production company you can look at that and you can say right okay that was a really simple shoot we did this this and this or actually that may look really nice but it's because they've got all these crew involved all this equipment involved to get these nice tracking shots or whatever else it is um so understanding exactly what they they want and by showing examples is really really helps everybody understand right okay this is where we're going this is where we're heading yeah. so that's really important um and knowing what you want at the end of the day, these days it's generally an online video. It's an MP4 file. Um, that's pretty standard. But, you know, they may be embedding it in a PowerPoint presentation, but once again, it's, it can be that. Or they may be selling it, so there might be some platform they need to use to to market it. The other thing that can help is if you've got a budget. You know, if you actually know, look, I've, I've only got $5,000 to spend on this, or I've got $30,000 to spend on this. If, you know, if you can say that then people know, okay, all right, well, based on that, we're only going to be able to do this, or based on that, we can you know, we can do this and that. So those sort of things really help.
0: And it's not difficult for a small business to be strategic in that way because the, answering those suggestions that you made just there, thinking about those as one practical idea at a time, it's not hard to break it down into instead of going, okay, I've got a budget for a video, what am I going to do? If you chunk it down start thinking about the answers to each of those questions, it makes it easier for the person who's the expert to look at equipment, to look at time, to look at talent, uh, to look at the end result and how it's going to be delivered. Mm. What sort of expectations should you have of the video production company in terms of your return on investment is it up to you then to market that material and and really if you like you say if it just sits there and does nothing it's can be a bit of a waste of money
1: gathers digital dust
0: I love that it? expression it's <laughs> that a say. great expression
1: um, yeah so look um typically Production companies are, are there to produce the videos. If you work with an agency, they'll be more strategic in terms of okay, after we make the video, this is where we're going to post it. This is how we're going to promote it. Um, this is you know where what regions we're going to be using. So, but they don't have to. They can work um, hand in hand. They don't, it doesn't have to be the same company doing the video that does the, the media buy. And, and media vice
0: firm. versa.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, it is important to think through, though, okay, once I've got the video, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to get it out there? And, you know, in my book, I've got about 25 different ways that you can share your videos. So it's not just about putting on your... I have people say, oh, look, we need a video, but we're making a new website. So, you know, we, we don't need it yet. And I think, Well, that's website sort of one way you can share your videos. There's a lot more. So. And it's going
0: to take you a long time to get that website up and running. <laughs> Why not actually? use this content now absolutely. and use it down once you've got the material um, essentially the raw video um, would you go back to the production company and say I need a 30 second 40 second or are you better off to ask them to do that right at the beginning is it okay to go back and say can you edit that down can you make it this can you make it that and keep on repurposing
1: yeah absolutely I mean so long as you've got that understanding with the production company that you're likely to do that that mm. means they they will archive it and back it up appropriately so they can re it because if they've got a if they're got the project file that's sitting there, it's easy to do. If they have to start from scratch or work off a fully edited video, it's not so easy.
0: Because these are big amounts of data. This is this is a lot of um, capacity that these videos take up um, for both yourself and, and for the for the video production company. So you, I guess you need to make that part of your brief as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, very much. And, you know, as you heard last night, uh, my client, you know, often repurposes videos we make for her in, you know, in half a dozen different ways. And that, but, you know, she's very strategic. She knows, okay, this audience needs to see a, a slightly different version of it, or we just need a 15 second one that we're going to put on catch up TV or a 30 second one that we'll, we'll do for an ad that sort of thing. So yeah, understanding that and, and being open to that is um, is very, very useful.
0: And that's where if you haven't got a marketing hat, you don't come from a marketing background, you might want to engage with a marketing consultant that can say, okay, I want to make this video. Where do you suggest that we can target our audience the best way and and use it? So it's kind of Using all of your consultants with one another to make sure that you're making the, the most of this money that you're spending.
1: That's right, and then you've got you know that collaborative uh, teamwork happening where you've got okay, a marketing team says, right, this is what we're trying to achieve. We're going to use video to do it, and they can they can start getting engaged with the video production company to say, okay, how about we do this and that, and they, the video production company can say, yep, look, what about this and that, and everyone works together. So you're getting a better better outcome.
0: Fantastic. So that's just one example of all the fantastic. Um, uh, points that you make in your book and and lots of great um, options. And in fact, you you don't even need to have a marketing hack because just grab hold of your book. You can probably find out some really great strategies. Tell us once again where people can find out more. Jeff?
1: So go to uh, amazon.com or .com.au. Go to Jeff com G-E-O-F-F-anderson.com.au and uh, click on the books tab and you'll be able to buy both of my books there.
0: Fantastic. Look, thank you once again for joining us at Triple H one hundred point one FM. It's always lovely to have you in the studio. You're a wonderful knowledge sharer and an expert in your field. Um, we hope to come have you back on the program again. Maybe we'll we'll get you back in a couple of years when we talk about the next evolution of wear. I don't know where video's going again and it'll all be completely different and we couldn't have imagined where it'll be in in that period of time. So thank you once again for joining us in the studio.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Alexi. It's wonderful to be back.
0: Now, if you've missed any of today's show, you can catch up via smallbizmatters.com.au, where there are over 150 podcasts just like this one that you can listen to at your leisure. It's also available where you get your podcasts online. And if you happen to enjoy our podcast, please like it, give it a little rating, uh, give it a tick of approval. And that helps us to get the message out there. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters on Triple H 100.1 FM with Alexi Boyd. We'll be back next week with a pre-record as I will be attending um, the Zerocon conference. The rah-rah. Of accounting and bookkeeping, which I'm really excited about. I'm not sure what to expect. I'm a bit frightened, to be perfectly honest. I hear huge things that that go on there, and sometimes a little bit scary. Um, And then, of course, this week I'll be attending the Cosboa Conference on behalf of Triple H, where I'll be chatting to the head of the NBN, uh, the head of vocational studies for the Australian Government, the head of Oh, just lots of heads, heads of <laughs> ATO, heads of ASIC, and just asking him the questions that a small business really needs to know, like where does my $254 go? <laughs> so I'll be talking to lots of those big wigs. and Where
1: I'll, has my NBN gone? Yeah,
0: where, yeah can I have it? Uh, so we'll be talking to lots of those guys in the conference in the coming days, and I'll bring that to you live on air in the coming weeks. Thanks for joining me once again. We'll see you all next week on Triple H 100.1 FM.